And cheers. Tink. Tink. Okay. This is... Mm. Ooh. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, we say that about anything. I know. Really, but, so this is real champagne given to us by the third year students at the Nash, which we, after we did um, finished work on honey with them last week. And they know that we like champagne. They do. It's very nice. So thank you, thank the you, cast of the Nash. Years, and it's delicious. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it's real champagne. What do we need to? We need to talk about what have we done since we last podcast? Well, we've made a show. Oh. Should we talk about the show, or should we talk about the circus that we went to? I thought you were going to say the circus that we've been through. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but. Um, because the last podcast was basically us and the boys on Ropeburn talking, yeah. talking about and announcing the rope, yeah. the show, which was then quickly put a stop to by... I feel like the next day. That fuckwit we know as COVID-19. Yeah. yeah I think it was the next day. Yeah. Um, so that was so sad. That was sad. But at least we got that one in. But the good news is that we may be seeing it next year. Woo! So it's postponed, not cancelled, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's awesome because so many people already had put so much work into the show. Yeah, our sound designer, Rach, mm. she'd done this incredible um, song already. She's like written a song, which is beautiful. Which, you, if you've watched the teaser, yeah, for it's Rogue Moon, you would right. hear some of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there was some other beautiful stuff that she's written already as well, yeah. Yeah, so she's done a great job. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that no, that work will, will not go to waste. No. Which is good. No, it won't, which is very exciting and great for the All Our Beautiful cast. Um, but, yeah, so since we've... And well, during lockdown still, we were just we were kind of finishing the draft for Honey. Yeah, which was such an interesting experience because that was a devised show. So I had been in the room earlier in the year taking so many notes, doing lots of observations, writing down what was said, going home, doing some um, reflection on that and then asking specific questions and asking that cast to email me, like uh, kind of responses to those provocations. And so I had pages and pages and pages and pages of words. <laughs> and then I realized that the way I was going to have to kind of figure out what this show was, was kind of categorize the themes. And so I kind of figured out the themes. And then from there, I could figure out what belonged where in terms of like a, a structure of tension, like the T5s. Yeah. And then I stuck everything, like I cut everything out and stuck it all together. And then from there, it was almost like um, a big piece of like gnarled marble and every reading we did kind of made it more into a statue and less mm. into just a piece of rock. Um, yeah, so we met a few times over Zoom over the last few months to do the reads. But then, so then we, so then I had that kind of script and then we got into the room and I feel like that's when yeah. I was, well, I, I certainly discovered what needed to be there, what didn't need to be there, what needed to be added and all that kind of thing, like figuring out in those etudes yeah. Um, what, yeah. This, what this main subtext was and what needed to be said and what didn't need to be said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, I feel like we, we, it was such a quick process, but it was. it feels like we'd been in the room for ages. Is that an asshole bird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know they know where the, where the yeah, food is they sneak in um yeah we we just it was very intense wasn't it so coming straight back in the room and and we got special permission to come back early before we got out of lockdown because they were third years and it was their final production to graduate with um so we just worked our bums off yeah so yeah intently and i think initially they were like what are you two on? Yeah, especially in those readings over Zoom, like reading this really uh, conceptual, almost like yeah. dreamlike work that had like pieces of stories from the uh, an ancient world, and it had modern day kind of status updating language, and then it didn't have any um, stage directions, and so they were like, "Are we just gonna be standing still on stage <laughs> for like forty five minutes? Like what? What?" We always forget this is something we've got to somehow include. Or maybe we should, I don't know, include in our process 
at the beginning or maybe not maybe that's what's great about it is that it is a surprise because we always forget to say that this is basically always how we work yeah and it appears on the floor that the staging of it you don't write it in and so in our heads we knew that and we're fine with that because we've been through the process so often but yeah. i guess people working with us for the first time just can't picture it they can't imagine it yeah and i know that they were trying their best to trust yeah but i know that there would have been a bit of oh freaking out freaking out about like, what the fuck yeah. is this play yeah. but i'm so glad like it was it was actually so enjoyable for me because i trusted the process so yeah. much that i was like i know that these words will work because of the way you work with actors because of the way the devising process and the offers that are coming from all of these people will speak to the words that they've given me yeah. previously anyway. So yeah. it, it's just the perfect match of phys- physicality and, and text yeah. because it's all actually them and we're just kind of sh- sculpting it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a lovely way for them to finish drama school because essentially they're going to go out into the industry now and have directors not tell them exactly what to do and require them to bring their creative offers and brains and imaginations to the work. Um, and so... Oh, the bird's back. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with getting rid of the bed. We need, like, a, a little... A water pistol or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're now... Like, it's a good way of sort of that... that holding their releasing their hand as they go out into the industry totally. because now this is how you need to work yeah when you get out there yeah you have like you, you and the more you bring to a show the the more you're going to be invested in it the more you're going to be appreciated yeah. by the other yeah. you know by the team yeah so it was really lovely and it was um other times when i come with a script and then we've worked with actors to, yeah. to put that up it's it is still the way we've worked because the script is never the same at the beginning of rehearsal that yeah. it is at the end. Like I love being in the room and discovering what needs to be written, what what needs to be taken out, yeah. and all that kind of thing. And but also you rarely write stage directions in. Yeah. So and you always write. There is always a mix of lyrical yeah. language in there and really grounded. Um, like realism dialogue yeah yeah so yeah even if you come with a ready-made script it's all that's always like the kind of the foundation from which we build yeah yeah i actually this i haven't spoken to you about this but i discovered something about my writing because of one of the actors in honey Mm. said this thing to me or i think we're both having this conversation ethan said you know it's like the world is changing them they're not changing the world yes and i was like oh my god i think that's every single play i've ever written like it's not about these people going out and trying to change the world or seeing or having like a vision and like like not stopping until they make that uh, enact that vision yeah it's actually here we are as people just trying to do our best and this is how the forces of the universe shape us into who we are. And then I was like, is that just because that's the way I <laughs> respond to the world? And it was, it was such a good observation because it's made me, because I'm writing something new now, and it's made me like realise that I'd love to write a character who can see how the world could be or has a vision for the world and, and is trying to change it to do that, just yes. to like see if I can challenge myself to do yeah. something else. But I'd never realised that before and it was such a good... I guess that's why it's so good to work so intimately with performers because, you know, usually as a writer you kind of hand over the script and leave, but having yeah. that kind of observation be said to me, yes, it made me develop as a writer, yeah. which was great. Awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, what a beautiful, um, beautiful observation. So many lovely <clears throat> comments and, and um, developments in our own practice, as we also developed these young emerging actors' practice as well, mm. it's it was really nice. Like I feel like we took, I definitely took more risks without questioning it as much. Yeah, staging. Yeah, um, a specific example is the there's this life and death, um, which it, it's like a physical physical depiction of the life and death cycle so it starts with a kind of wriggling 
worm yeah. and then it becomes a, sperm a baby. To be. Exact. <laughs> 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 and crude. And sperm is crude. Sperm is yes. <laughs> um, and it like turns into a baby and then that turns into a child and then the child graduates and then they go to work and then they become old and then they have a heart attack and die and it kind of um, repeats itself so it's like cyclic. But they create and they created yeah, that it was, in the that room. Yeah, that was created very early on in the development yeah. process. And I really loved it, so I ro- I was like, they do the life and death cycle. Yeah. But it was kind of, it, it wasn't shoehorned in, but it what didn't kind of naturally go with the flow of no. uh, the, the structure of the tension, and, but we put it in anyway because we were yeah. like, well, you know, was and it, it turned into our favorite bit. It was just yeah, it was so because it was bold. Yeah. And it looked fantastic, and the way they performed it was. Yeah. So precise yet so. Or the pie. Ooh. <laughs> There's a pie in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> also doing a lot of things at one time. Should we pause for one yeah, moment while I check the pie? And part two is yeah. beginning. The pie is complete. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, but yes, I can't remember what I was What saying. were we even saying? Um, oh yeah, we were just talking about the life and death that section, uh, yeah. and how which yeah. yeah it was it was absolutely my favourite piece, my favourite section of the work yeah and they were so committed to it I mean we had to yeah we had to rework it a little bit or change the intention at times but and and so many of the audience members every night commented on that section mm-hmm. like that really really hit home and how people talked about how they just didn't really understand it to begin with but by the time it got towards the end of it they were like oh yeah now i see what they're doing which i think is what great theater does we don't want to tell them from the very beginning yeah. what we're doing yeah you got to work I, I that that's kind of how i described the show to a lot of people in my life like uh-huh. you you go in and you're introduced to all these different kind of concepts and worlds and you're like what's happening but then by the end you're like oh yeah. i understand all this, I think it's because also we established really clear symbols, like yeah. what each wall represented was always the same. Yeah. And so although there was kind of shifting and changing actions and words happening on stage, that we taught the audience really early on what yeah. things meant and then it, it never changed, yeah. which I think is good theatre making. Absolutely, because they trust and they, yeah, they, they can immerse themselves in it. They can trust us and they know... How to read it? Mm. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful process actually. Like particularly the last couple of weeks, like really coming together as always. You know, you watch it all come together, all the layers, and mm. watching each of them take ownership over certain elements of it. And yeah, just kind of they all they all just they're, like their hearts just grew bigger and I mean that was one thing Bonnie said to me she said my heart grew grew even bigger during this which was so beautiful yeah um they they did they stood taller they did yeah Yeah, their posture just like lengthened yeah like a tentacle unfurling (laughs) octopuses (laughs) were teaching (laughs) there was nine of them no a nine limbed octopus um yeah it was also just great to have the support and structure of an institution mm. <laughs> like the fact that it was at the Nash we actually had the time yeah. to rehearse in the space the whole thing was rehearsed in the space before we even added the yeah. elements of lighting and sound so we we were so used to it and the fact that we could get up and do the lighting and sound and yep. program it and all that kind of thing like that was so I feel like th- th- it didn't feel as rushed no. in the lead up as other shows yeah. have yeah um, and the stability of the venue. Yeah, which actually hope we'll, hopefully we'll have the gas works because yes. of the Sundays. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes. So yeah, Honey was beautiful. It, it was. was. It was a lovely, yeah, lovely way to come out of lockdown mm. and uh, yeah, a beautiful theatrical experience. Hi everyone, this is Laura here. Um, a few days after the recording of this podcast. About five minutes after we finished recording the podcast, we got a message from our friend Liam, who you might have heard from a previous uh, episode, and he sent us a video that was really relevant to this section, so I thought I'd just slot it in here. So here it is. Hello, Daniel. Hi. This is my brother. Hi. What did you happen to see the other day without understanding at all any connection between me and, and Katie and Laura? I actually went to see... Oh, one of the Please watch yeah. the cheese. Thank you. I'm just getting some cheese on our pasta. Thank you. 
Right. What does it say? I saw a lovely play by the name of Honey. And what did you just say? I said it was the best play I've ever seen in my life. There you go. Promise. It really moved me. Extremely beautiful. This moment when everyone's throwing themselves against the wall and one by one they fell down, twitching to the ground. It moved me tremendously. Thank you for writing it. It was gorgeous. So we were obviously stoked to hear that. Thank you so much to Liam for sending that through and to your brother for coming to see the play. And we're so glad you liked it. Um, now back to the podcast. The week after, I was like, why am I so sad? Yes. And then I was like, oh, it's because I'm not going into the room all the time yeah. and spending time. Because I spent the next Tuesday writing because Tuesday's my writing day. Yeah. And I, you know, I wrote all day and I got really into it. Like I got... I love those days because I've like completely lost track of time and I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Like so good. But then I like went for a walk afterwards by myself and hadn't spoken to anyone. And then Luke got home and I was, I couldn't talk. Like I couldn't like string a sentence together cause I hadn't been yeah, around yeah, anyone yeah. all day. And I was like, I'm just really sad. I don't know why and I was asked. Cause usually I'd spend Tuesdays in a space yeah. full of people creating and, refining and you know making artistic and creative decisions yeah yeah just to have it just be me suddenly again yeah it's like such a whiplash i i totally forgot isn't it funny it is like theater making is very much well not that i've had a child but i feel like it's like childbirth (laughs) yeah because every time you get to towards it i'm like no i don't want to do it anymore this is terrible (laughs) it's shit it's the worst and then suddenly like oh my god this is the best thing ever you're on such a high and then afterwards it's so depressing and it's the same routine every time yeah but i again i'd forgotten it and yeah. i didn't know what was wrong with me and, yeah and mum was like oh you're on the you know you're it's coming the down production blues like, oh that's right yeah. and i spoke to all the students last week as well and they were talking about feeling the same thing i was like of course yeah that's always what happens yeah because it is like a like your baby you've been all you've been doing is like yep. eating sleeping and breathing this thing yep. and the people as well and i think you yeah. know having having those really intense moments in mm. the team and then suddenly dispersing yeah. is also like, oh, okay, well, hopefully I'll see that person again. Yeah, one it's day. weird, isn't it? It's so <laughs> yeah. weird, yeah. But um, it's beautiful. I love that, though. Yeah. I, I feel so lucky. I, I feel like it's like a, it's so soothing. It's like a balm, especially because my other job is drier. Not like a balm. <laughs> Not like a balm. <laughs> like sandpaper. It's like exfoliant. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's great. <laughs> Those people listening, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so then what we did straight after Honey, which I'm really pleased we did this, was go and see a live show, which mm-hmm. was awesome. It was the first one we've seen out of lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since lockdown six, I guess. Yeah. 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 Lockdown number six. Um, at Theatre Works, our old... Stomping ground. Yeah, it was cool to be back there. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the space looked fantastic. Yeah. It's just going from spring to spring. They just released oh, their new um, season, season which is fantastic. jam-packed, wall-to-wall. Oh, brilliant. Great. Nice die. Well done. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and so varied. But also, like, yes, yeah, so many just great uh, Melbourne Victorian theatre makers. Yeah. Really exciting to see such a... Such an array of voices. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few actors that are in the season that I worked with in 2016 when I was doing um, Fresh Ink. Oh, great. They're, they're, I think they're all VCA grads because we yeah. worked with a VCA grad. We, I think that was second year. Yeah. And there was, some of them were so good. And I'm awesome. very much looking forward to seeing how they've developed now. Although, and one of our faves, Mia Tuko. Oh, yeah, Mia's in one. In That's so good. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. 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 Super yes. excited. So we saw Common Dissonance. A contemporary circus work with two performers, uh, and it was beautiful. It mm. was it was really beautiful work. Again, you know the the a, a real rawness because it was created by two young emerging circus makers who are indigenous who were talking about or using their their um platform to kind of talk about their experience as indigenous people 
uh, and it was just yeah it was I was just so pleased to see circus used in a way that I get <laughs> yeah absolutely you know like it was used to really tell a, a truthful and authentic story that was personal but it was so clear. Mm-hmm. I thought it was such a with yeah, clear, no words, no no, no, words. no like definable narrative. No, but still the themes absolutely came through. It it's like the, it bypasses your intelligence and just soaks into your your soul and yeah. heart, and you yeah. can just empathize with the movement oh. and access Gentle. what they're talking about. It's yeah, amazing. there was some beautiful sound, like their voice used in it though mm-hmm. towards the end which I really liked um, mm. but yeah and you know it wasn't it wasn't let's show you all the tricks we can do it mm. was yet yeah, let's use at the skills that we have to tell the story first and foremost to yeah. tell, talk about our experience first and foremost and that's you know that's that's what good again good live performance making is mm. it's not like let's show all of the things we can do <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because that's so inconsiderate of the audience. Yeah. Like, it's actually taking, like, let us in on, on what you're about. Yeah. Let us in on what you want to express. Like, tell tell us why we should care. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah. if it's just like, look, I can balance a ball on my nose. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and I'm a seal. <laughs> and I'm a seal. <laughs> I wish that would happen. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so there was a beautiful, like, it was a, a striking set up because it was that kind of um triangular or or it looked almost like, like a an a pyramid huh? yeah yeah just so so it could hold the uh aerial work but it was a beautiful way to to set the piece um but yeah just little bits and pieces there like that 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 um sort of chest of like drawers or chest chest at the front yeah, like a shelving the, yeah shelving yeah. that had the but perfectly placed, I thought. Mm. You know, like if you're going to have something on stage with bits in it, mm. put it at the front yeah. and make it a thing. Yeah, exactly. Don't like go off stage and quickly yeah. grab the thing and then carry it out. Yeah. There was a beautiful, um, one of my favourite images was, and I wonder if they discovered this when they got into the theatre. Yeah. But it was a bowl of water sitting on top of the shelving unit that was used in a number of different ways. But the first time it was discovered, and I love this because it's, again, really good theatre making because it allows us to get introduced to this object mm. so mm. it was just sitting there the whole time it was visible but the first time the performers actually acknowledged it was when this beam of light came down and reflected this the reflected off the water so we could see its um reflection on the roof of the theater and then the actor used their hand or well, the performer i guess yeah. used their hand and just really really gently inserted their hand into the light and then into the water it was just this beautiful moment of introduction of now now this now this prop yeah matters and is yeah. a part of the world yeah and then the reflection of light coming off onto his face as well like that yeah. whole that image was just so yeah it was gorgeous and it was um and calming and like yeah and, and luxurious like it yeah. let it let us when something Indulge soak or... in that moment yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did let us indulge in the moment. Mm. It's so nice. I feel like those are the moments we need more of now coming out of yeah. lockdowns, after lockdowns, after lockdowns. We need I, – I know that I need less text and I need more experiential stuff. Yeah. And and, and also – And visual, like visual, yeah, visual, action. But, but elements, you know, like the water, mm. the, the white ochre – the charcoal the earth. that was used yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want it was tactile. Yeah. It's um, you know, it makes sound. Mm-hmm. The way he there was that moment when he was was just playing with the water and then he he clapped his hands together and that big clap yeah. and then the water sprayed everywhere. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was such a I don't not not catharsis isn't the right word, but it was experiential. It was That's a release. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. And more of and that. And it was like um, oh, this is not theatre based, but it's similar. So I did this workshop with kids where we used um, uh, balloons. Yeah. And we dipped the balloons in paint, and then yeah. we like uh, dabbed the dabbed the paint with the balloons on um, pieces of paper. Oh, nice. And then we let them dry. 
and then the next and I was doing it with an, an artist and a librarian yeah. and she was like and so we let them dry and we went away and did other things and we came back and she was like alright the next thing we're going to do is and she picked up the paper and she ripped it <gasps> and the kids were just like oh, you can't do that's that that's the art like that's that's the she's like no 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 it's, we're actually going to use them for collages and that whole kind of that's expectation fantastic. that you're allowed to do one thing and then no 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 you can actually do another thing and that you're allowed like yeah. what are the rules break you know break yeah. the rules and and yeah and i think that that beautiful water play and then suddenly that big slap yes. was kind of the same as like oh yes like his you know it's it's not just this one thing it can also be this yeah. you know this spontaneous not violence but like i don't know like friction yeah or, yeah it was great yeah. and and clever you know just the little clever moments of bringing the audience back in case yeah, so just getting comfortable. Yeah, yeah, come back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. I wonder how. Do you know anything? Because you you kind of know them from Nika, but do you know how like who directed it? What did, was it self directed? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know Harley, who uh, I, I've sort of seen him in passing, but he, he and it's his company, as far as I'm aware, and his his story. Um, but yeah, he's he's created the work himself and self-directed, um, and then as we saw in the program, there were some outside eyes in there, which yeah, is always true. good to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be. I think it'd be interesting. I understand directing your own work, but then I also understand. You know, I'm a director, and I know that I get too close to the work, mm. and I need someone else to come in mm. and have a look at it. Um, and so I also wonder, you know, if it's your own story, how easy it is to direct your own story as well. Um, and I just can't imagine how you direct yourself as a performer because yeah. like, you can't see it. And I do, you know, there are a few times in the work or, or really the, the one uh, thing I would have, I wanted to see more of was the inclusion of the face as part of the body. Mm-hmm. And um, this is something I I think I I focus on quite a bit when I'm working at Nike because I do I, I and teach uh, a lot of the students in different capacities. But I do find that they their focus is their bodies, which I totally understand because they're working in their specialties and their their craft, mm-hmm. and they have to make sure they're safe and they they're working with these these specialty skills, but. I want that extension to come out through the face because mm. that's what engages the audience. Mm-hmm. That's you're telling me your story, so I need you need to connect yeah. with me. Yeah. So that was that would be my my only criticism of the work is that I wanted that extension just to flow all the way through the body, and it's something you often see. I feel like you see quite a bit in in dance as well. You see the face is that that one element that's neglected yeah the body is where all the work is being done but if you want to tell me a story i need your face yeah to i need your that. eyes yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and there were there were some lovely moments where that did happen but i feel like that could be extended further and just a a, 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 a more of an exploration between the two performers on stage and their their relationship to each other mm-hmm. would have been nice. Yeah, it was interesting because I I found myself being able to really follow, oh, well, being able to really follow the guy I can't remember yeah, his name, Harley. Harley, yeah. his what he was doing, but he had a bit more stage time as well. Yeah, whereas yeah. and it was his story. So yeah, right, okay, yeah, because the woman I was like, she was a more of a supporting role. Yeah, yeah. But then I would have loved just one. She did have one aerial yes. solo, yeah. which I was really happy that that happened because yeah. I wanted to know, like, what, what about you? Yeah, Tell me about yeah. you. Um, and that was a beautiful one. That, it was interesting because I think you... I had done a bit of work done a bit of work with her. Yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah. And so when we were talking about it afterwards, the themes of it had totally come through because they were what I was thinking about yeah, and then you kind of explained yeah, to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's good to know that yeah, I wasn't right. completely off the rails thinking yeah, about something yeah. completely different. I was like, this is definitely about space travel, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's hard. Like if you're not, you know, because circus is a very specific medium and it's only because I've been working at Nike for the last three years now that I've started to really understand it. Because before, and I was telling telling some of the guys at Nike today that 
I I used to hate circus. Yeah, I remember. I remember when we first met and yeah. we went to the Perth uh, Theatre yes. Festival. Yeah. And we went to a circus and it was like one of my favorite pieces. And you like fucking hated that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? I, I've always loved circus. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that piece today actually, and I didn't hate that. Did oh I really? I, hate I, I remember you not liking it and me being like, oh, because was that I, that white? The one, the one, and we kind of moved around yeah, the space. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Oh. I was thinking about that Portuguese guy with his little balls. <laughs> <laughs> but he was talking the whole time. Yeah, I really yeah. loved that bit. Maybe I remember loving that bit. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was more totally than making us move around the to time. the audience. Um, and I said it to Zeb when we first when I first met him as well and and because he's, <laughs> he's a professional he's a professional circus performer circus artist, and, and I was like I hate circus <laughs> uh, but luckily Zeb was like okay of course yeah I'll take it with a pinch of salt and then but Zeb is the person who got me into circus yeah, yeah. and now I totally appreciate it and I know how to read it yeah um, but I also but I think you're right in terms of it being often it's like why do I care like, yeah, I'm impressed, but why do I care? Yeah. And, and if you yeah. can make us care and be impressed, then it's up, then it's next level. It's yeah. amazing. And that's the circus I'd always seen is like, just tricks, tricks, tricks. I don't yeah. care about that. Great. Yeah. I'll go on. Like, if I want to see tricks, I go and watch gymnastics or something. Exactly. But exactly. What now what I'm seeing, and especially a lot of the artists that I see coming out of NICA as well, they're making, they're using those those skills to tell stories mm. and to to make people care, and they're using them in a way that's not expected, which is what I love. Mm. And that piece we saw last week, I thought was just, mm. yeah, it was beautiful. It was really yeah. It um, there was a lot of tumbling and mm. um, counterbalance between the male and the female performer, and it reminded me, I've got this play in the in the bottom drawer called Pillow Fight. That's all about, uh, I guess, like consent. Mm. But it, I, it made me want to really explore that with physical performers, yeah. or even how. And I was like, maybe it could be like two people, and then they're like physical counterparts, doubles, yeah, kind of thing, or something like that. Like it, it, and it, but it made me feel. It really reminded me of like the struggle and t- tussle and the ebb and flow and the giving in and resisting that happens in that play. But it was just all there so physically. And I was like, oh, like, I would, yeah, I would so love to. this would to... be an awesome medium to utilise for that work. Yeah, because it, it draws it out of the, I guess, the literal and the, yeah, we, we know, we've, yeah. we've all been talking about this for the last five years. Like, yeah. it, it makes it, it, it gives us that emotional, empathetic yeah. edge that I think just using in the intellect of words can't quite ever yeah. reach. That makes me excited, actually, because I feel like, I'm working with these amazing first-year students at NICA at the moment, and there are so many unbelievable performers in that group. And I feel like there's a there's people in there that we could we could tap on the shoulder in the next couple of years and go right. Let's play with this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to do that, and yeah. I think you could just like and using our process with the tutes and things like that. Yeah, I just I think that it would. Um, give an audience a, a better insight into how things are felt. Yes. Because I think um, that's mm-hmm. kind of what physical theatre does. It, it, well, and like, you know, it allows you to interpret, but it also allows you to identify because it gives you this abstract representation of something that we've all felt. And even though, like, I haven't writhed around the floor counterbalancing with another man... <laughs> Or oh, well, have well, I? You did it before you came in. <laughs> like it's just warming up to go to the theater, guys. <laughs> just doing my counterbalancing, writhing. Now I can watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh, this, this is how this, you're doing exactly yeah. how what I feel. Yeah, that's in in yeah. my like emotional response to yes. this. You're you're depicting that physically. I keep coming back to that line you wrote in Honey, and I kept coming back to it all the time with the actors in Honey that having a knowledge ignited in them and because there was that it somehow ignited a knowledge in them that they didn't weren't aware of um and i just feel like that's what physical theater does that's what when you just when you take the words away and you go to quite a an abstract expressionist place or sort of lyrical place with movement 
there's an absolute knowledge in us innately mm-hmm. and we understand what it means. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like you get a better response from an audience when you, you, you approach it that way than through text. Because mm. te- text also can be so... I mean, no. It depends on the, the, um, the issue or the, the idea you're looking at. But I feel like text... Often people think text has all the answers and they'll just get the answers and it's black and white and it's a right and wrong. Yeah, and, and like, so, you know, they said that thing, so it must be yeah, this. Yeah, and thing. they just take it on face value or they'll, mm. they'll just accept it. Whereas if it's, if it's movement, you can't just accept it. You have to actually work to try to um, interpret. Mm-hmm. And so then you go to what your gut says, mm-hmm. and which is generally right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, and, and the like, most beautiful caveat of all is... Even if it's not right, if it's, it's if right. you think it, it is, then it's right. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, it's, you know. It's, it's what you've brought. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that was the other risk that I really, that I guess that was the risk that I took with Honey, which is that I know that an audience will come in looking for story. Yeah. And I know that an audience will come in thirsty to interpret. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's just, we're so hardwired to yeah. do that now. Uh, you can kind of just... There's a word for it where you just, like, show one image and then another image and then another image and, like, instantly you can make up, like, why those yeah, images are yeah, connected. Yeah, But you can do that with theatre. And, and I obviously, like, having just talked about the fact that it was, you know, that I, ha- I went through a process of identifying the themes and then, like, yeah. like I knew what it meant. Yeah. Like, I wasn't just like, whatever, let's just throw this at the audience and see what they think. <laughs> but I also really enjoyed hearing people's interpretations yeah. and, and they might not have been what I was intending but at the same time it didn't matter because that's what they got out of it and yep. that it made them contemplate a certain aspect of their life or yep. something like that and that's kind of like the reason why you go to the theatre yeah. so you can sit there and like think about shit <laughs> and, uh, absolutely <laughs> but but I think yeah you can sit there and think about shit but you go because you want to see your story up there and I feel like yeah. the work that Honey was and a lot of the work that we make can be so it's so there's a lot of room for interpretation Mm. and so an audience if they're open to it they will find their story in there that's what we heard last week when everyone was talking about what they saw in honey it was their experience i mean so many lockdown experiences yeah yeah. and i feel like people needed that catharsis they Mm. had to come in and they had to they had to see collectively because it was a melbourne audience pretty much all majority of it Mm. and collectively go that's what we went through yeah and even though the story wasn't a lockdown story no it was written through lockdowns yeah (laughs) and written during a pandemic and um there will always you know we can't help but be influenced by that so people saw their stories yeah and and regardless of whether we'd we'd intended that to be the specific interpretation that's how they interpreted it yeah they were we're happy with that and they're happy with that because they all left you know like some of the some of the actors were saying we're talking about a particular actor in second year who was talking to them about what he saw and and one of the girls was like i've never heard his voice so so big and he was taller as he was talking to me about it he was larger than life and i've never seen him like that and i think you know, if a work can have a physical effect on someone like yeah. that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it just makes me, it makes me want to use that process again and again because, yeah. because it's not just, you know, because it's so devised and yeah. because it's the, the truth is on the stage because it's the actor's story. Yeah. The only thing is it's hard to do it with actors all the time because then it just becomes about acting or like it becomes about the life of an artist yeah 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 and you have to be so careful for it not for it well you have to be careful for it not to be that because that's really yeah like hard to identify with if you're not (laughs) and if it isn't that then you can't be too broad because it has to be specific because otherwise people are like well what can i hold on to here there's no specificity going on but i feel like what it comes down to is the human condition mm. like pretty much when we use this process it always comes down to how the hell do i navigate this yeah, world yeah and but then that then it's interesting because because i'm the writer it becomes 
how the world affects me. Yeah, you know, yeah, how yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, like, I heard about this show that Back to Back's making soon, oh, or maybe they've made it, and yeah. it's all about bubbles <gasps> and, like, the history of bubbles, soap, and that's so that's that all comes out of the pandemic. But, like, what a bubble is, the fact that Shakespeare made up the word bubble, like, there's all this, like... Did he? Yeah, yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, it's, like, one of, the many, <laughs> it's like one of the many stories care for that, uh, that he made up. Um, wow! So that that's interesting because then they can like delve into that. Anyway, what sounds great. What was called before bubbles though? I don't know. Suds? Spheres? <laughs> yeah. Floating <laughs> spheres. Circles. Um, it, like I think that I'd like to do something like that where like we all research a thing and then we can devise around that or something. That'd be fun to do with the rope bird boys after rope bird. Yeah. Because they, they totally get the process. Totally. Yeah, yeah, great. Because cause then it's like, all right, let's yeah, let's pick a thing that fascinates us. In fact, this new play I'm writing about deep sea mining, I'm just like so obsessed with it at the moment. Like I've already signed up. There's like an international convention that's happening in December that I'm going to like just watch. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, something like that. It's like, all right, let's, let's all find out as much as we know, as much as we can know about this thing. Yeah. And then we can come together and like share the detail and then let's see what happens out of our process. But it's, it's about like a specific thing. Needing, we need our own ensemble. It's like Peanut Bash. We yeah. just need. Yeah. We, we need, need our own tons theatre <laughs> with our own ensemble. And we just make, but then we'd literally make that same work all the time. But it'd yeah. be different. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, well, it depends we, what, we I, guess, I guess we decide what we want to make it about. Yeah. So say, yeah. So, so it's, next one is <laughs> deep sea mining. So Great. then we choose. Who we'd want to work with? Who yeah, would be right. interested in deep sea mining? That's fun, actually. And then we all like. Well, there's a grant application in this. Yeah, Osco definitely loved devised work. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian arts industry loves, loves devised it. work. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't know. There's a, there's the shell of a script. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we should take this offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need more champagne. Have we, we got more things to talk about? Or is do we talk about what we're about to see? Yeah. Let's do part three. Okay. Press pause. Such a variation. We're back. <laughs> champagne. Champagne's glass topped number up. Two. Had a few chippies. Thanks, third years. Loving it. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. Um, so we're just going to quickly talk about what we're going to see. We're not coming just up. Just to do some shout outs. Woo. Um, so we have a friend. Her name is Deb. Deb. Deb Thomas. Deb Thomas. <laughs> and she is having she's, her show, which has been postponed and postponed and oh, postponed, is finally on. Yes. Very exciting. It's happening at Theatre Works. I think, well, we're going on Saturday, yeah. so I'm guessing it's in the next two weeks. Yeah. So first two weeks I of December. I think it opens this week. What day is it today? Monday. It's the 29th. I think it opens this week, unless it's opened already. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I don't know. Who knows what's going on. Yeah. But anyway, we're going on Saturday. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure people can still get tickets. It's called Well Blessed. Yes. Um, and one of our cast members in Roteburn is in it as well, so I'm super excited to see him. Yes. I wonder how he'll... Uh, he, he's... Um, I, well, if you listen to the previous episode, he's the one that's always um, typecast as the weird guy covered in slime. So <laughs> I wonder if he'll be covered in covered slime. Covered in slime or some sort he of... He better be. I feel like there'll be some sort of <laughs> yeah. like, like liquidy element. Um... Yes, so we're very excited and so happy for Deb because it has been postponed multiple times and she's kept the mm-hmm. kept her drive and the whole team has kept moving forward and the show will be on this week at Theatre Works, which is awesome. So we're seeing that on Saturday and we're seeing that afternoon um, Theatre Works, oh God, I can't even remember what it's called. Altered oh, States. And it's doing these monologue pieces. Yeah, so we're and seeing is that. that- um, uh, like audio, or is it I people think so. actually I'm standing around? Not quite sure. Ooh. I can't work it out. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, and but also it could be me just trying to read the website really quickly between yeah. doing things. Yeah. Um, but it's I think it's six monologues, and I think it's based on St Kilda stories. I could be making this whole thing up. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I think it is walking. There's a walking tour involved. And maybe you must go with the actors, maybe, or maybe you go to the places and you mm-hmm. hear the actors. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, <laughs> but that's on this weekend. So we're seeing that in the afternoon with our beautiful friend Liam, who has you might have heard from our previous, previous podcast. <laughs> um, and 
Then I'm also seeing on Friday night, I'm seeing the Changeling at oh, the Nash. Oh, Nash, nice. The second year students are finally putting that show on because that's been postponed. And so they've been working their bums off amidst uh, multiple being sent homes and COVID scares and then coming back in and out of the Nash to rehearse. So um, that's going to be exciting. And then uh, are you saying something else? Anything else this weekend? No, but aren't you going to Moulin Rouge? Yes! Woo! I'm seeing a big showstopper <laughs> on Sunday, which is so not what I tend to do, but I'm doing it. It's going to be very fun. exciting. I'm seeing Moulin Rouge on Sunday afternoon. I want to hear, I, I feel like, depending on how you feel about it, will determine whether or not I do go. Yeah, right. Because... I'm just, I'm going to be open. I mean, it's not, I <laughs> tend to be my cup of tea anymore, but I haven't seen a big... Ridiculous showstopper since... Well, actually, no, I went to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child between this year, beginning of this year, and normally I wouldn't go and see a show like that, but... Well, really, because I can't afford it. Um, but I really embraced it, and I was like, look at all the cool things that yeah, it does. Yeah. So I'm going to do that with Moulin Rouge, because, fuck, it's live fucking theatre, it's artists getting gigs, it's being in the same yep. room as other people, it's... It's existing together. It's absolutely, and it's like an elephant house medley thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Which beautiful. I'm excited. Um, and also, it's cool. Like you're going to like a grad show kind of thing, and yeah. like an indie thing, you, and, and oh, yeah. a main stage like commercial theater thing. It's like you're going to the whole ecology that the exists in gamut. Yeah, yes, which is great. It's I just my well, I'll say this and then I'll completely be a hypocrite by telling you something else, uh. but. <laughs> I um, I'm really worried about coming out of COVID and all the money, all the arts funding money just going to commercial Big stuff, things, yeah. like Frozen and yeah. you know all that kind of thing. Whereas if we use this opportunity to direct arts funding to independent theatre yeah. or even like La Mama, which is independent theatre, but like like yeah. established um, yes venues, venues, then we can really actually come out and have like a roaring twenties kind of. Everyone's making amazing art. Everyone's uh, being like receiving each other's art and then yeah. reacting to it and all that kind of thing. That would be incredible. But instead, I'm really worried that everyone's like, okay, cool. Everyone wants to go back and see live things. So let's just all go see these big commercials that are not made yeah. in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's actually encourage and like perpetuate the the voice and the voice of Melbourne. Yeah, we've been the most locked down city in the Absolutely. world, and you know. I hate the word trauma and I hate using that shit, but you know, there is a real trauma behind what's happened here for the last two years. And let's give, like give us a platform to, to express ourselves and to connect and to, to come alive. And And to have an artistic conversation as well. That isn't just dominated by successes that have been international successes for like the last 10 years anyway. Like let us actually react to this and see where we are now. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know that, like, the best the best theatre makers of the past have all been in the same place at the same time and been, been able to see each other's work and then go and create more work yeah. that's off the back of that work. And, I've, and they've come at, like, the best kind of... Well, the things we know about theatre, like, the, the movements have come out of trauma. Absolutely. Like like all of the modernist stuff yeah. coming out of the world wars. Yeah, exactly. So I I think that we're at we're at the precipice of a really cool time in Melbourne. Like of like look at what Theatre is doing. Yeah. La Mama's just been rebuilt. Yes, it's so exciting. I don't know what forty five downstairs is doing, but they're probably doing something cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's like yes. create. Let's listen a, to our voice. Yeah, a petri dish of yes. of disgustingly good theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having said that, I got my mum for Chris Kringle. <laughs> a ticket to Frozen. And Luke and Luke got his mum for Chris Kringle, and so we we're like, well, we both have our mums. Let's buy them tickets to Hamilton, and we'll all go to Hamilton. You, your mum can't <laughs> listen to this now. Well, she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> So um, yeah, she's already she's already given this podcast a hard hard pass. Really, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Um, but oh yeah, yes, you guys so talk shit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Hamilton, means... you're taking them up to Sydney? No, no. no this, oh. When it comes to Melbourne. oh, is it coming to Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. When's it coming? I don't know. 
Uh, Luke, Luke, go on it. And so, he, yeah, so we're the so me and Luke are taking our mums on cute. a cute date to go that to see Hamilton. Cute. Luke's so, mum can't listen to this now. Yeah, that's either. true. And she loves our podcast. <laughs> 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 I <think> she <laughs> She's our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I've never dipped my toe in the Hamilton pool. I watched it on Disney last year. What did you think? One of the lockdowns. Um, look, I think it was our... F- no... I can't remember what it was. It was between lockdowns, I think, and I went to my sister's house to watch it. And, like, all the, you know, it was the beginning of the pandemic, and I was trying to be open. It was very busy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of this podcast. (laughs) There was so much going on, and it was just, like, it was so so musical theatre. It was just like, yeah, everything's in your face, and I'm going to get it 158%. Intense, and I was like, "Whoa, can we just have a moment? Yeah, let me come to you. Just calm down. Just breathe. Yeah, yeah. Don't force it on me. But I don't know. Maybe after six lockdowns, it might be different. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's like a good slap in the face. I feel like it, it's probably. Yeah, I'm sure it's very different live. There was some great Corey in it. I really enjoyed, it. and I enjoyed that it didn't like you know. Let's change the set and bring a tree on and right. do this. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't constant changes of set. It was like it. It. The actors did the shifts, and it was about the, the story. The stories, uh, the stories were kind of led by the actors. It wasn't locational or circumstantial. Well, I suppose it was circumstantial. I don't know. I think I got a bit bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've watched a yeah. few like snippets of um, the. I think like I must have. I think I went around to someone's house and they were kind of watching it, and then so I watched like a a scene. Yeah, and. I don't like Lin Manuel Miranda's vibe. He's very intense. He's very intense, and he's very. He's like constantly looking for validation. It's a bit of a goody two shoes. Yeah. Oh my god, people are gonna hate us. People are gonna hate <laughs> us because they love that guy. But I'm really looking forward. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing because obviously it's a great script. People love it, rah rah. And I'm really glad that he's not in it. Because this now. is the Australian. Well, this is the Australian yeah. cast, so maybe the Australian yes. whoever plays. But also. To write it and then to be like, but I must star in it. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, that's our next show, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's starring it's me be us and you. Just drinking champagne on a stage. I mean, we do have a podcast. That's pretty arrogant. <laughs> it is pretty arrogant. But it's not as arrogant as writing But next time we'll film it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll invite an audience. So And then live. we'll record their... Um, There's their... no business like show business <laughs> live. <laughs> I would clam up. I would not be able to like deal. I'd be like, anyway, what do you guys think? We'd have to have a fourth wall, big (laughs) time. We'd have to put ourselves in a glass box. Yeah, (laughs) and make it exactly like your house. So, so I feel it's like I'm a guinea pig in its own cage and doesn't realize that there's a whole world out there. I need that to experiment. (laughs) Okay, good times ahead. Yeah. All right. Um, Great. Okay. So next time you hear from us, it'll be next year, 2022. Yeah. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. And happy Happy holidays. And we will be able to announce our dates for Rope Burn after seven, eight years. Yeah. (laughs) Still going. And Mm. it would have been two years since we even started this podcast. I know. Haven't we come so far? Haven't we? (laughs) Most of it we've done in lockdown. Yeah. But via zoom but yeah we have come far we've at, at least we've managed to do another show during that time i know it's amazing yeah you've done three yeah but we've done one together yeah that's which great. is good that's um nice. and hopefully we'll have another a development for something next year as well yeah yeah let's do it cool all right thanks right, for bye. listening bye